If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Electric Fishing talking for about a minute and a half actually a little bit longer than that we started recording about a minute and a half ago but we've just been talking about our past couple weeks and how crazy that it's been in our world um this whole COVID-19 thing has really got everything on lockdown and it has been kind of crazy so we're going to talk about all that crap tonight um we're just going to talk about some general fish and stuff we're going to talk about some new experiences that we had this week with some new social media platforms and kind of talk about some stuff we got going on uh, before we get into that, though, this podcast is always is sponsored by Monster Bass. Monster Bass is an awesome company that me and Ben both have the privilege to work with. And what Monster Bass is doing is they're sending you a box full of tackle to your front door every single month. Now, I know what you're saying. Alex sounds just like the rest of those companies out there that I've never been satisfied with. And, you know, I'll tell you, we're doing things a little bit different. And what we're doing over at Monster Bass is we're taking your information into consideration. We're taking into consideration the time of year that you're fishing the location in the country that you are at, your experience level, and all that kind of stuff. And we are building a box based on all that information. And so when you go to the Monster Bass website, you're going to click the link down in the show notes and take the Monster Bass website and you'll fill out a short survey. It'll help us to get you or get to know you just a little bit better. And it'll help us to build your Monster Bass box. And then every single month when we send you your box, we're going to send you another little survey and it'll help us to make better decisions moving forward on how to build you a better box. So all that will be linked down in the show notes. Go check it out. Monster Bass, really cool company, doing some really cool stuff. And this month's box was actually pretty cool. we got a Z-Man spinnerbait that I've already been using a little bit that's really, really awesome. But Mr. Uh, Mister Nowak, how are you, my friend? Things are good, dude. Things are good. We kind of alluded to it in the intro, but man, life has been crazy. I mean... I don't know how many people follow the news, but up here in Michigan, we are no longer allowed to go out in motorized boats. And I say motorized because it's not like you can't go out on any boats, but only motorized boats. Like you, you're only not allowed to go in boats with a motor. Which is stupid because, I mean, like, say somebody's got like some 25-foot sailboat, then they decide to go out on their sailboat. How is that any different than going out in your Phoenix? Yeah, and how is that guy going to get back, like, I don't care if you're in a sailboat, there is some sort of motor that will allow you to get back should you need to. Dude, it's just, you know, I don't want to get too far into this because I, I can get really political really, really fast because shit like this really, really makes me mad. Like, really makes me mad. And it's not like a senseless mad. It's like a, I'm, I have the blood of patriots running through my veins and I hate <laughs> when my freedoms are, are infringed upon. And this is just a blatant overreach by a woman who is... Uh, grooming herself to run as the vice president of the United States. And this is the her other trying- problem, dude. The other problem, and kind of alluding to the same thing without getting political, 
is not the fishing aspect. I think the fishing aspect is what is uniting people to kind of go in an uproar about this, but it's everything else that is being put into regulation because of this stupid woman, right? Like fishing is just one thing that we can all be united on as anglers, but there's so many other crazy things that people's eyes are being open to. Well, what's stupid is, is this, I think this is really going to be something that's going to be able to be formed into a talking piece about carbon emissions and how she, during the COVID-19 outbreak was, you know, woke enough to, to get rid of motorized boats to reduce carbon emissions. I really believe that. I mean, like, that's where I see this going, but it's stupid. It's just ridiculous. And I love the fact that Mark Zona is being as vocal about it as he is and guys as big as johnny morris who is like one of the biggest names in the bass fishing industry has bought up like any any company who wants to acquire he will go acquire it like bass pro shops acquired cabela's all the boat brands for the most part i mean johnny morris one of the biggest names in the sport bass fishing has made a video saying go over and call governor whitmer about how crazy this law is here in michigan like that's that's pretty insane which is good, though. I mean, it's good to know that there's avocation um, on our behalf, you know, outside of what we can do. But, you know, in a video probably three weeks ago now, two, three weeks ago, I said, you need to go out. You need to advocate before it gets out of hand. And, you know, I, I wasn't just saying that to just say something. I mean, it's just the truth. Like, if you don't advocate, they will take it away from you. And public lands and public waters are literally probably the most important thing that we have as sportsmen. And it's one of those like, that's just, dude, that's freedom that literally no other country in the entire world has. There's no other country that has as much public land that you can go out onto and within the regulations of the laws, take wildlife off of it. Or go out onto and just recreate, do whatever the hell you want to do. Like I can walk up on my property because I own it, right? You can Here's my other problem, dude. Beyond fishing, beyond fishing is taking away constitutional rights of ours, such oh. as travel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say skew the rest of this conversation, but man, you and I could go for hours on this because mm-hmm. we're getting our constitutional rights taken away and people are becoming mindless sheep. Oh yeah, and it and it. it here, here, here's how, here's how I want to end this. Everybody that's listening, obviously this isn't like a political talk show or whatever. If you want to hear that, go listen to Ben Shapiro or whoever else is out there talking about that crap. I will say though that from an angler's point of view, this is absolutely ridiculous, and it is a, it is a blatant blatant disregard for our rights as American citizens. Not only from a angler's point of view, but just from a a period constitutional rights point of view. It's just absolutely ridiculous, and I hate it. I hate this shit, and, and that's what it is. It's bullcrap. It's political bullcrap. It's political happy grab-ass games to make people look good, and it's stupid. So that's where we're going to end that. And let's just <laughs> go. I mean, because I don't know. I can't. I just can't. Let's go. Because, let's go. I'll have something else. Cause... I'm telling you, I will go full blown 1776 Patriot up in here on y'all. All right. Like I am. Ben knows. I am a. I am a stout. <laughs> a stout Patriot. So anyway, Ben, how was your week, buddy? How did how did not having a motorized boat go for you? Yeah. So it was okay. I actually went fishing the day after the regulation got changed because we had a really nice uh, 
kind of warm day and I went out on a kayak because you're still allowed to. So I went out on a kayak. It was a little bit of a, an adjustment. Um, I only caught like two or three fish and they were all really small because I'm only able to go to like very certain locations where I'm not going to get blown around. Um, so it was okay, man. I mean, it feels great to be in like a pedal kayak. I could not imagine if I had like a paddle kayak, like the old town topwater PEL, that is the deal, dude. Yeah. Dude. I know you've been there. I know you've been there, but without a paddle kayak, if I had to paddle that thing around, I wouldn't have even gone out. You can't go, you can't fish effectively in a paddle kayak. And you know, what was funny is like, Hey, everybody for a little while was like, you know, you gotta be you a know, paddle, you know, paddle kayak, just like deal with it, blah, blah, blah. And then like, then, and then everybody gets an electric motor or, you know, then somebody gets a pedal drive and then it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe the whole paddling thing isn't that good of an idea. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's not like, dude, it I mean, to the point where like I was standing up fishing and I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Like I can stand up in this kayak and like occasionally paddle. And like, even when you work a jerk bait, that motion of working a jerk bait will cause the kayak to turn on you or will cause the kayak to like pull towards your rod. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the actual crap? Like if I had a paddle kayak, oh, it's, I could not fish. It's pain. Like, so I sat my butt down and I started pedaling around and you can like slightly turn where the rudder's pointed and like hit like a half a turn on your pedal will keep you perfectly straight. So, I mean, dude, I, I honestly could not imagine without a pedal kayak. Yeah, no, dude, it, it is a completely different experience. And that's what, like, blew my mind the first time I ever went kayak fishing. I was trying to crank a crankbait, and I was cranking like a Bandit 200 in the way that it would turn my kayak. And I was thinking, this is ridiculous. And then I got a pedal kayak, and, you know, it makes it a little bit better, but you still, I mean, like, you would be, like, you yeah, can't. You still, it still changes the way you fish a bait. Throwing a big swim bait in a kayak is the best. It is like, dude, it's like you're being pulled around by another kayak. You would be amazed. At, like, when I throw an 8-inch mag draft in a kayak, it will literally pull me to the point that my mag draft's getting hung up because I can't keep it off the bottom because it's pulling me and pulling the slack in on my line. Like, it's crazy. But I'm super excited to get the new old towns that I'm getting with the, mo- with the motors in them. Um, dude, I think it's going to yeah. be... Game changer. You know what I mean? Total game changer. Hey, I heard Murphy and Lily. They tearing it up over there. They are. They go insane. Like if someone walks by the window, they just lose their mind. Just, yeah, well, that's all right. Send them my dogs. It's just, that's real life folks. That's real life. But yeah, so I'm excited about those new kayaks. It's going to be a while though. Um, Old Town reached out to me last week, I believe, and said, you know, factory shut down. They're not allowed to go back to work. And so, you know, it's probably going to be end of May before my I get my kayaks is what it's looking like at this point, which is just insanity. But and it's looking like I'm probably not going to go back to work either, which is also crazy to think because I'm going to have pretty much six months of paid fishing time that I just get to hang out and go fishing, which I mean, that's awesome. So I'm going to have all summer to really kind of dial in on some different bots, go out there, make a ton of videos and just I mean, just have a good time. So, like, last year when we were working at Monster Bass, I mean, we traveled a decent bit. What are your plans this year? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish on Instagram and YouTube and, and our other platforms that we're working on? Like, what are you looking to do this summer? Because I know we've talked about it. Um, let's kind of put it in the universe because your responsibilities this summer are literally to grow your social platforms. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so after the end of the school year, which our last day is May 25th, I will have no responsibilities until um, the, you know, end of July, like the last week of July into the first week of August, I'll have to start going back to the school, getting ready for the new year. Um, but essentially, other than that, I, I mean, it's just about fishing and making YouTube videos. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, my plan is to try not to break my streak of uploading every other day. Um, and I'm going to try to upload every other day for the entirety of April, May, June, July. And so that's four solid months of of just fishing and hanging out and making videos. And I mean, we just got to see what happens. And then, you know, obviously doing all the normal stuff on Instagram. I started a TikTok. Oh, yeah, go check me out on TikTok. It's Alex Red Fishing. I am uploading a ton of content on there. So you need to go you need to go check it out. It's actually uh, it's a pretty fun little deal. I'm it is a fun it. platform. It's one of those platforms where you get on there and you like lose track of time. I think the hardest thing for me is understanding what makes a video pop. And we've had this conversation, you and I, Alex, personally, but like we post very specific content to YouTube that I think doesn't work as effectively on TikTok. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And maybe I'm going to have to be like a little more hype man or something like that. Cause I think, I think my biggest problem is that I'm not like super hype about stuff. Like either I'll a little a more hype man or like a little more Alex Rudd. A little more Alex Rudd. I don't know if we can get any more Alex Rudd than what I give already. I mean, dude. Whew. I mean, a little more like maybe you doing a trend or two. Like, could we see Alex Rudd do some trends on TikTok? Could, I, could you see Alex Rudd do trends on TikTok? I think the biggest problem is, is I don't give a shit enough about the trends to keep up with them to actually do them anyway. And that's always been my problem. Like, when I go out, I want to catch four pounders. I'm not worried about trends on TikTok. And so... <laughs> I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I can do a trend or two. What is even a trend on TikTok right now? Doing renegade, renegade, renegade. <laughs> I'm not saying like that kind of trend. I'm saying like, I don't know if there's certain songs or if there's Listen, like, I will get my boobies out and do renegade. I'm not afraid. Put it in a push-up bra and you will get a thousand likes on that thing. It's so like funny. Two hours. Because let's be honest. For a while, that's all TikTok was. Like, at first, it was nothing but boobs. And then it turned into comedy. And, dude, there's some funny crap. There's some funny it, stuff on there. I mean, dude, I have horse laughed at some crap on TikTok. Um, and now, like, everybody's kind of starting to realize, like, TikTok... I think Gary V really did have a humongous influence on the fact that now everybody's moved to TikTok and there's a bunch of like little subgroups within TikTok. Cause I've seen like guitar guys, Bethany falls like this makeup girl. Um, I've seen dudes that cook. I've seen dudes that do art. I've seen like gamers, like it's literally turning into a, like a mini YouTube environment where there's just a crap ton of different creators on there making all kinds of crap. Yeah, dude, you want to be really upset, though. Let's talk about our history with TikTok, because we damn near were on this thing a oh. year ago. Oh, we were Two damn near on the... Listen, we were the pioneers on TikTok. Cause and that, I... Well, no, we can't even say that, because we were on it then, but then we said, eh, this is for girls that want to show off their big old teddies, and yeah, then we got yeah. back off of it. Like, yeah. that's how... Dude, I look at my YouTube career, and I'm like the same way. I'm like, man, if I would have like hopped on some opportunities. I uploaded my first TikTok February 28th of 2018. 
Yes. Dude, like TikTok was nothing then. Nothing. And I literally, we both, I called you and I said, dude, TikTok is nothing but naked chicks. And you're like, yeah, dude, it's useless. And I was like, yeah, we're just not going to worry about it. And now like everybody's like, like Gary V, I should have listened to Gary V. Gary V for a year, all of 2019, he was like TikTok, 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 TikTok. And like, shit, sure enough, here we go, TikTok. Sure enough, Noah Pascatelli is blowing up to like 100K a year or 100K a day. Dude had, a, dude had a TikTok get 17 million views. He did 150,000 followers in a day. That is absolute insanity. Absolute insanity. He deserves it, though. He's a good dude. Noah I love is so awesome, man. Dude, he's like, got that attitude, though. He's got that, that like, that hype. Like, I can't. I can't turn. He's got that hype, but it's real though. It's not one of those things that he really forces. Like that's the thing about Noah is Noah is so high energy all the time. If you guys have ever met Noah, I'll be honest. So we're gonna we're gonna throw this thing back. When I first watched some of Noah's videos a long, long time ago, I'm like, damn, I cannot really get a feel for this guy. I don't know what I think about him. Kind of seems stuck up. You meet Noah in person, and he is the best human. Like. Noah is so amazing. Well, the other thing about Noah is he's insane high energy all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he loves to fish. Mm-hmm. He's me on a monster 24-7. Uh-huh. Well, that's a white monster, my dude. Yeah, no kidding, dude. That like, big energy, dude. His eyeballs have to be, like, giant and, like, itching constantly. My problem my problem is, like, I, I don't get hop like that in the fact that I'm, like, Ben, you've been around me enough. You know, I'm like a freaking caged mongoose who's being tasered. Like, I I make sounds. I mean, and maybe I just need to let that come through in my videos. I mean, I'll be fishing and I'll be catching fish, and I'm over here just like, like, I, I lose my mind. Well, our energy is very different focus, right? Like, when I'm focused, or when I'm high energy, I get ultra focused. Yeah, like freaking tunnel vision. Yes, tunnel vision. Like to me, fishing is, is a very high impact sport. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to succeed at making good decisions, yeah. but I don't channel it in like outward expressions of emotion. Yeah. Very often. I think, I think one of the best insights into like my attitude shift during fishing is that video I did a few weeks back, um, a few months back now, I just February, like blew by, like, I don't even feel like we had a February or a March. Um, that video that's the longest month of the year, I'll tell you anyway um the small creek fishing video i did where i was flipping for those fish you can literally hear it in my voice like the way that i'm talking i actually apologize at one point because i was so pinned in on catching those fish that i literally couldn't coherently form a sentence because my brain was working a thousand miles an hour because i'm literally every factor i'm going okay these fish are in the back of this pocket what should i be flipping okay i'm flipping the right thing should i make a color change what kind of cover are they on okay i've caught two off wood i've caught one really i mean my brain's just going bubba 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 and literally like that's me though. Like that's my brain all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, that just is though. Like it's just a different personality trait. Yeah. So I want to talk about something maybe not fishing related. Let's talk about like the possibility of altering your personality, not necessarily in a bad way, but taking that positive energy and focusing it in an outward manner. Like you think that's habit or is that something staged or, or what is that? Like, Oh, I, can, I, know you can, I know you can like build confidence, like confidence is a muscle. Mm-hmm. Positivity is a muscle. 
mm-hmm. but how do you translate that into outward energy? You know, and that was one of the hardest questions. I, the other day I did the Serious Anglers podcast, and he asked me, how do you balance everything? Like, you know, and I was sitting there thinking, like, because my – I really believe this. Because my mind is so chaotic, like, and I'm ADHD and, like, oh, all, all over the place all the time, I am at my absolute best when I'm focusing that on something. Like Bethany, I do this to her all the time. I'll be laying on the couch. I did it today. I'm laying in my hammock out chilling. You were on the phone with me. Yep. I was laying there and I'm just like, duh, 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 duh. I got to make a video. I got to go make a video. I got I to gotta get up, go make a video right now. Like I have to do this right now. And Bethany's like, why? I, was like, I just got to. Like I got to go focus this energy. I know if I don't, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of God knows what on my phone and be like thinking about buying a fish tank and putting koi in it for some damn reason, because that's how my brain works. But instead I can get up and I can focus it on something important. Yeah, but it's almost like an OCD because once you get on that thought, it's very difficult to get off of it until you go, until you go make it happen. Right. Like it's like, once you get on, like, okay, this is a video. And then you like, if you sit there, you like start going crazy until you make something happen. there. Yes. I'm the same way. It's like an itch, dude. Like it's like but an it's itch. It's also you a start. bad thing for me, right? Like it's also a bad thing because I can use it negatively. Where like, if my brain is like not focused or not into the video that we're we're making, and we had this conversation today, you literally mm-hmm. text me and we're like, let's come up with a new video topic because I am not in this one. Yes. But like same thing, I can't make my brain go on that video topic if it doesn't want to be there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it comes through in my video. Like I'll be grouchy and like very monotone and that, you know what I mean? Like there's days that I teach and I'm like that. Like I'll get up in front of my class and just be open. Like guys, I'm not, I don't feel good today. Like I'm sorry. And it's not that like, I don't feel like mentally or anything like that. It's like, I'll have yeah. days like I got a call for something. Like I'm, I'm like, Hey, listen, I don't feel good. Like we're going to get through this and it's all good. And then there's other days you come up there and like hot monster. You're like, yeah, fifth grade's awesome. And all my kids are like, yeah, fifth grade's awesome. But yeah. So no, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think you can – I think this is good for every. I mean, I think it's a good topic to talk about because it does play right into fishing. I mean, how do you use your energy in, like, the way that you use your energy is important because if you can focus it into whatever it is – like me that day in that creek, I, I had a mission. I had a goal, and, like, literally my goal was to catch as many fish in there as I possibly could. And it's like time starts to slow down. It's like you start to make better decisions. It's like you almost can't do anything wrong. And I really think that's the problem with, like, you know, any kind of competition you get into. It doesn't matter if you're a pro football player or a pro fisherman or a, or a kid playing baseball on his high school team. There's a point at which you can figure out how to use your energy that it all just starts to become right. Because you, you focus. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're going to. I, I want to talk about this concept of momentum, right? Which is, I think, what you're getting to. Yeah. And and building confidence that in turn turns into momentum, whether positive or negative, right? Because yeah. if you look at the times where you're fishing good or you're fishing well, and you continue going out on the water and you continue fishing. Is that just you putting pattern together of being on the water so much? Or is that like momentum of like your brain is working in a way that's correlating to your body, making the right decisions on the water to go out and catch more fish. Right. Do you believe in positive momentum as it, I, I think it's a, I think it's a big thing. Um, yeah, I mean, sort of, I, I think, I think it just becomes, 
I think it's more of like an experience thing. You just have done it so much that it becomes second nature. Like you don't have to worry about the process of doing it. You're just doing it. You know what I mean? Like I think, I think like, yeah, I do believe there's positive momentum, but I think it's like when you're on, on that streak, right? Like you can go, I'm already past the first three, the three steps I have to get into to even get into like the tournament or whatever, right? You're already past those three. So you're already in like fifth gear and you're just riding that bitch until you hit 121. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just go, 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 go. I mean, like all you can do now is run out of gas. Like you've got the gears down, like you're flying down the straightaway and you just go it. I think that's more than anything. Like, I don't think it's even a. I think it's more of a mental game. You're just mentally already three steps ahead. Damn. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. I don't disagree. That's a very different way to think about it. But I agree. Yeah. But I mean, because there's been there's been instances in my life, not only in like fishing aspect, but like when I was in college there was a lot of things that I was already two steps ahead of most people on because I had had a ton of experience in the classroom already. So like where most people were struggling with just getting the processes down the steps of how do I even talk to my kids? How do I manage my kids? Well, where I had been subbing and been around teachers my whole entire life. I mean, my mom was in the elementary school. She went, she taught at the middle school. Um, I was around teachers my whole entire life. I had grown up around that, and then all I had to do was use that experience of four years being a substitute teacher that I was already past that. Like, I was in second and, and third And now year. take what they're teaching and refine it and apply it. Exactly. Gotcha. Dude, so I want to put it into sports because sports is, like, my playing field. Like, I had always grew, grown up playing sports, and one of the biggest things I noticed is I get in and out of momentum rhythms mm-hmm. where, like, it's even to the point where when you're locked in on something and I was a goalie, when you're locked in on playing goalie and you're seeing the puck well and your body movements are controlled and you're playing well, it can continue and carry over for like weeks on end until all of a sudden, like something happens, whether you tweak your knee or you tweak something and all of a sudden it all changes. Right. Or some dude to, comes in there like that is hitting the puck in a completely different way than you've ever seen. And yeah, you're like, what yeah. the heck? Yeah. But like the biggest thing is, I'm already over that phase where I have to get to the locked in stage. So now I just have to keep going. Like every practice come in locked in, every game come in locked in. So then I just have to play at my very best, right? I'm already past the hardest part. I just have to apply it and make the save. Whereas someone else who's not playing great has to build up. Okay. I got to make the first save. Okay. I have to start to get locked in, get in the zone. And then they're where I'm at. hundred percent agree, man. Amazing. Yeah. This is this is a cool topic. I'm very much into like the mental aspect of what makes things happen, whether it's in fishing or life or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is very interesting. I've always uh, it's a it's a game you got to play as an educator. I mean, if you can get your kids confident in what they're doing, they already come in two steps ahead of everybody else. I mean, my kids, my kids, right before we had this massive COVID nineteen thing, which is throw a wrench on all my plans teaching. I had them so I had them so dialed on multiplying fractions that they were doing them faster than I could ask them. Like I couldn't even get them like as soon as it was written on the board they were done with them because they were just so dialed on that process. And so like when I went to teach the next section they were already doing it and not even knowing that they had the ability to do it. 
You know what I mean? It's just because they were so dialed. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, that is a really that's a really interesting and actually really cool topic. You're right. Um, so uh, yeah, let's let's talk about some fishing though. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for real. People on this podcast are gonna be like, "Damn, I came on here to hear them talk about fishing," but yeah, yeah. So that's funny. You're in a unique part of the year right now where your fish are kind of supposed to be spawning and kind of supposed to be pre-spawn. Where Mm -hmm. what's going on down there? Yeah, it's it's hit the fan. Um, basically, what happened was last week uh, we had highs in the 70s, lows in the 60s, and I mean we were we were rolling like these fish were moving up. They were getting ready to spawn. They were spawning. I had some that were even dumped their eggs already. Like there was some bass on Chickamauga caught that literally were skinny as rails. They dumped their eggs. They were done. Um, and then the past two nights we have had temperatures in the freezing range and below freezing range. Woke up this morning with frost and everything and it's dropped. That's so the ridiculous. Oh, it is. And, and what made it worse was it rained. And when I say it rained, I mean, it was a freaking gully washer, dude. It dumped so much rain. And I think what happened was it dropped that surface temperature so fast that, like, it just, a lot of those fish that were on the bank moved off. And then, two, some of our lakes got jerked up, like, super high. And so that just freaking threw a wrench in it, too. So basically where we're at right now is we've reset into the beginning of, <laughs> like, March. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just pure insanity. I so I don't I'm know curious, where though, I mean, your water temps are close. I mean, they mm-hmm. actually have to be relatively close, even though the surface temp keeps changing a lot. Mm-hmm. So are these fish just randomly going to go one day? Or like, are you going to be picking up a big swim bait and just trying to pick off the ones that are, are trying to go? Because, you know, those fish are getting up shallow they're, They have to be pre-spawn, even if they're off on that first ledge where it's a little bit deeper, like they have to. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's probably going to happen. And this is what happens every single year. We had that initial bunch move up, and they spawned. They pulled off. Now we're going to have a bunch of fish that just dump their eggs because it's so turbulent right now that it's not worth them spawning or trying to spawn. I really believe that three to four years down the road, I'm going to see a decline in the quality of bass that live in our lakes because we've not, for three years now straight, especially this past year and then this year, we have had rain events like we've never seen before. And I really believe a lot of those bats were just dumping their eggs and moving off and just going post-spawn. Like we didn't have a spawn last year. It yeah, was literally so pre-spawn, like you say, post-spawn. You say that a little bit, but like I know Cherokee had a little bit of a spawn, but Cherokee's been on a decline, man. Like you're already seeing it out there. Oh yeah, Cherokee's... Cherokee's rough. It's it's a lot rougher than it. I mean, you can still catch fish, but I mean, it went from catching 21, 22 pound bags to catching 17, 18 pound bags, which is it's not dramatic, but that's that's some quality fish that are missing. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I'll be honest, man. I don't know. I, I like I wish I wish I had an answer for what that actually does to these fish, but I don't because it is just. Norris Lake, so the lake closest to my house where I'm going to Marta fish, is three foot above Summer Pool. It came up seven and a half foot in less than 24 hours. 
That's crazy, dude. And so there were fish because the water temperatures are 58 to 65 in the back of the pockets. So there are fish, and we just came off a full moon. So there are fish that are definitely on beds and spawning, right? They have to be. They right. have to be. What happened to those fish when that water came up seven and a half foot? But but I actually, I'm a big believer those fish didn't move. The problem is you can't effectively target them because the water's so deep and turbulent. Like, I don't think those fish are going to leave that bed. It's like those fish that spawn on Cherokee that are in the rocks that literally spawn in between those giant big rocks. Yeah. And so they were catching them last year. That water comes up and goes down, but as long as they're not out of water, they'll stay in there. They're just miserable to catch. They're not fun. That's why it's so much more effective and efficient to go catch pre-spawners or post-spawners. So catching yeah. spawning fish by you sucks, sucks, sucks. Dude. Oh, it does. Like, it's non-existent. Like, yeah. you just don't go bed fishing. You can do it on Chickamauga a little bit, Washbar a little bit. Mountain Hill is the best dang on like bed fishing lake around here in my opinion um yeah no it's you gotta miserable. have creeks you gotta have weight you gotta be able to get back up into creeks and sloughs and in areas where you're not going to be out of water like in massively flat areas i think yeah. that's the biggest problem when you're talking cherokee um even certain parts of watts bar mountain hill blah 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 whatever it is with water most, flowing into them yes most of those lakes are freaking straight up and down Big, massive boulders, rock. I mean, I live in the mountains. I mean, it's Tennessee. You know, soil's too rocky by far. And the reason they say that's because it's just a bunch of big-ass rocks, hills, valleys, ridges, and that kind of crap. And so our lakes are inherently that way. But when you get down to, like, Chickamauga, there's a lot of really flat sloughs. You can get back in a slough, and it'll be four foot deep for four and a half miles back up into the slough. Well, those bass can move up in there, and they can make beds. You can go sight fish for them. Well, and the benefit is, too, there's water flowing into those sloughs. Right, so yes. like even if they drop the main lake, there's still water flowing into the sloughs. So as long as you can push over that shallow, you know, nearly dried up area connecting it to the main lake, you're still gonna have water back up in there. Exactly, exactly. So well, yeah, I, I don't know, man. And I think it's interesting, and, and I'm really blessed to live where I live because you live on river systems. You live on the TVA channel lakes for the most part. That's all reservoir where they can jerk your water up and down. Like our glacial bodies of water, while they might suck and be miserable once those fish pull off in the middle of summer, like the spawn and the pre-spawn's phenomenal because they position actually pretty predictably. Yeah, yeah, and it's incredible. Once you understand it, yeah. Yeah, but it's incredible to me, like, to look at the lakes up there and to think that those lakes have not changed in literally thousands of years. Like, Like that lake that we fish where we catch all those big smallmouth up north, Yep. That place literally never, ever changes. And now it may get muddy and it may clear up, but for the most part, it never, ever. It doesn't. It doesn't get muddy. That's see. That's incredible to me. Like I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I don't even know what it's like to see a lake that never changes other than when I come up there with you. Dude, I mean, these lakes down here are just like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, yeah. down, left, right, muddy. Like Watts Bar. My buddy went to Watts Bar the day before me the other day, right? Yeah. It's clear. He's catching fish. It rains like pouring piss out of a boot. And I go the next day, literally, you can't. It's two two inches of visibility. 
It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. It is. It is. It's crazy, man. And I really think that's why guys from around here are such good anglers. I mean, around here in North Alabama, East Southern Tennessee and North Alabama, it's the best anglers on earth. That's where they come out of because of the fact that it's up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And you have such a variety of things you can fish, right? Spots. Oh, like absolutely. The only benefit of up here in Michigan is our ability to have a variety as well, right? Because like up here in Michigan, whether you live in the Southern part of Michigan, where there's predominantly large mouth, and then you have the Northern part of Michigan where you have predominantly small mouth. And then in between where you have those lakes with mixed bags, like you've experienced, mm-hmm. right? Where you go catch small mouth and large mouth and sort of the same stuff, but you can sort of pick and choose. Like that's what makes good anglers is variety and ability to fish changing conditions. Right. So like, I think that's why you're seeing some of these really good anglers coming from the north and coming from basically Alabama area. Not to say there's not great anglers from California and not great anglers from Texas or Florida, but when you get in those areas, you're very limited on what you can do. In Florida, you're fishing a ton of grass. You're fishing a ton of like very shallow vegetation-filled bodies of water. Texas, all largemouth predominantly, and like you're fishing a lot of wood and highland reservoir style lakes like sam rayburn lake fork um and then out west i mean you have all those big i mean spotted lakes or largemouth lakes but they're all those reservoir style lakes again mm-hmm. so and what variety is so important dude and developing your skills if if you guys live anywhere in the country where you can go bounce around different lakes i think it's going to make you a better angler and i think one of the biggest things is Having the ability to go to a glacial-style body of water one day, go to a reservoir one day, go to a natural lake one day, go to a lake that gets muddy. I mean, all these different things are going to challenge you, push you, frustrate you. But at the end of the day, when you can figure out how to catch them on all of them, you now have a bunch of different tools that you can use on different bodies of water. Absolutely. And, I, you know, and one of the deals – I think that is huge, and that's why I've been so lucky, is that like I went to a different lake every week when I was growing up to fish. Yeah. Like, it was something brand new every week. Like, that's why, like, I can't just have four rods that one has a frog, one has a Texas rig, one has a crankbait, and I just go, and I can go to the same lake that I go to every single day and know what they're doing. Like, it is literally within a 30-minute drive, I could be drop-shotting in 50 foot of water, and then I could be frogging in four foot of water. Yeah. Literally. Within the same day, I can do crap like that. And that, you're right. That And do like up there with you. That day we went to that lake, I don't even know what it's called, but it was like being in Florida. Flat, yeah. big old reed heads and reed clumps. We're flipping and frogging. No foil and hydrilla in there. And you can yes. do all these different things. Yes. We're throwing chatterbaits and swim jigs and doing all this crap. And then we picked up and drove 10 minutes down the road and we're at this lake where we're following these fish around in circles with your panoptics because there's nothing for them to relate to. And we're just fishing for these pelagic wolf packing fish in the middle of this lake. Like it's insanity, but that's what makes you good. That is what makes good anglers better, in my opinion. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know, but... So what's your plans this week? Like you said, you can't go out in your boat. Are you going to go out in your kayak more? I mean, what's, what are you thinking? Yeah, I want to go in my kayak. Um, One of the hardest things about kayak fishing right now is just, this is not to get political, but it makes it so unsafe. Like you should actually be in your kayak and have someone else out there with you, especially when you're fishing 45 degree water. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I never kayak fish by myself when it's that cold. 
And, and who the hell am I going to go with? No one wants to go when you're fishing 45 degree water. I don't care who you are. Yeah. And I don't fish cold water down here. Like I just don't, I, I don't like it, but then too, I just don't, it's not safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants, and you're right. Nobody wants to freaking fish when it's that cold outside in a kayak. But dude, I, I mean, there's a lot of small lakes though around you that you could, you could go hit up, isn't there? Well, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So, so do you, I mean, you got any plans? Like what's, what's the week uh, looking like, like as far as fishing? Without giving away too much, you know, those marinas we went up in? Yeah. Yeah. That's my plan. I'm going to bounce around fish. until I find the good ones and then, you know, you can catch them. The problem is this time of year is really volatile. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely have to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, I think, um, this week's kind of been bust so far. I, you know, I went fishing. I took Monday off um, because it was 31 when I woke up and the wind was blowing like 25 mile an hour. And so I was like, I'm just not even going to go out here and fight this. Um, fished yesterday and caught two all day. It was super tough. Like I said, went to the lake. The water was literally two inches of visibility and uh, it just sucked. But tomorrow... I am, uh, oh, today I had to fix my graph mount because it was all jacked up. Um, but then tomorrow I'm going to go check out some creeks. Um, the lake, one of the lakes around me is like way, way up. It's like summer yeah. pool hot. And so I'm going to go check some creeks, go check some other stuff where I know those fish should move back up into them and just freaking see what I can find. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea. I just got to go fishing and see if I can piece something together because, this is just some sucky crap. You know what I mean? It's just sucky, and there's no other way to the, there's no other way to put it. But it's something about living in East Tennessee that you know every year it's the same kind of deal. You got summer and spring, and then all of a sudden it's like winter for three days, and then it just breaks out into summer, and it never cools back down until like you know the end of November. <laughs> and so it's just, it's for it's real. the battle it's the battle I gotta fight. But I'm gonna go around kind of swim a swim jig around, flip a Texas rig fish a jerk bait just do all the kind of pre-spawny spawny kind of stuff that they should be hammering on so yeah i'm really curious to see if you smash them man i think it's one of those deals where when you run into it it's just going to be going off but it's just a matter of running into it exactly exactly uh so before we end the podcast um me and ben have both got something really really cool going on with the good people over at angler and what we're both doing is we're running a little bit of a competition and so yeah. if you don't know what the Angler app is, it is an app for your phone, and it is an awesome app because it's a log-keeping app. Um, not only is it a log-keeping app, it helps you to log all your fish catches, you know, different waypoints, um, water temperature, air temperature, barometric pressure, blah, 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 blah. It gives you a full map of your day, so you can go back and look through where all you caught all your fish, all that kind of stuff. Um, it also links to a little button called the bullseye. The little button, it's a Bluetooth link. You just hit it. You can put it on your hat cap, your hat bill. You can put it on the deck of your boat. Ben wears it on his PFD. Yep. He's click that button, and it automatically logs the fish catch and, and logs it in your phone. 
not only do we got that, but we've also got a feed section. And in that feed section, there's all kinds of stuff. There's podcasts, there's my videos, there's Ben's videos, there's articles, all kinds of cool stuff. Now, what me and Ben are doing with Angler is that we're running a little bit of a competition. And so we have started this new thing over at Angler called Challenges. And so what I've done is my challenge starts Saturday, the 18th, or April 18th, Saturday, my challenge starts. You can go ahead and go sign up for it on the app. And it's called the Load the Boat Challenge. And what I want is I want you guys to catch 15 bass in two weeks. If you catch 15 bass within two weeks, it doesn't matter what, or actually any fish. Um, it doesn't have to be a bass. You can catch bass, bluegill, catfish, drum, sturgeon, uh, dolphin fish. I don't care what <laughs> The, you know, Barrett Bundy, you, you name it, you can go catch it. If you can log 15 catches within two weeks, you'll be entered to win all kinds of awesome swag from Angler. You'll be entered to win map packs from Angler, uh, even bullseyes. You're going to enter to win some stuff from Monster Bass and all that kind of stuff. So pretty much what it is is you're going to go out and go fishing anyway, log some fish catches on the Angler app, and then you'll be entered to win all kinds of awesome gear. Ben, your competition starts when? My competition starts on Monday, so it goes Monday to Monday, so it's the 20th until May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um. Anyways, <laughs> that's so dumb. Anyways, mine is species-specific, so it's smallmouth only. So, like, 20 smallmouth in 14 days, which, if you catch them on the right day, I'm telling you, 20 fish is, like, a one-day thing. Mm-hmm. If you struggle, bus, and you got to go fish around a bunch, 20 fish might be a little bit of a challenge. So smallmouth focus is called the smallmouth experience challenge. It will go live or be posted up for you guys to join on Friday. Um, I'm going to be working on some things with TFO to get you guys a discount code on some TFO rods, temple fork outfitters, uh, as well as potentially some monster bass and angler is going to throw in a bunch of opportunities there as well to win like bullseyes and win a gift card and, and do some things with them. So Super stoked. It's a great way to, to kind of get people on the water during this quarantine and lockdown, especially when you're going to be stuck inside or stuck on the water in some fa- form or fashion over the next couple of weeks. There you go, bro. There yeah. you go. Hell yeah, ma! Hell yeah. yeah! But yeah, dude, so um, go check that out. Go download the Angler app. Check it out. Awesome app. Awesome people. Um, doing all kinds of innovative, cool crap in the industry. And even if you don't want to use the logbook, there, like I said, is a whole section full of articles and videos and podcasts and just all kinds of stuff centered around fishing of all different kinds. Fly fishing, saltwater fishing, you know, kayak fishing, bass fishing, boat fishing, bank fishing, you name it. There is something in there for every single angler out there, not just bass fishermen, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, so this has been an interesting podcast. I mean, like, oh no, oh. It, Let's talk one up. more thing real quick. Okay, go ahead. Social media platforms, dude. We have yeah. both invested time, and we touched on it a little bit earlier. Invested time in growing our TikToks. So if you guys want to go over and check out our TikToks, you might get to see a little bit of trends, and you might get to see a little bit more new stuff from us. So go over and check out TikTok. Um, mine is at beernoak underscore fishing, and Alex's is at Alex Rudd Fishing. So lots of hopefully cool stuff coming on TikTok as well. Help us grow over on there. Yeah, go yeah, go check out the TikTok thing. It's actually pretty fun. I've been having a ton of fun uploading all kinds of content there. Obviously, Instagram, YouTube, that all exists. You guys are listening to this on podcast form, so that exists. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like what we do, though, Ben. I mean, we're social media guys, right? Yes, sir. We kind of get into everything, everything we possibly can, social media-wise. Yeah. We'll touch it at least once. Hey, there it is. All right, so 
hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know that it was just all over the place, but you know, that's kind of what the podcast is about. Long form conversation about all kinds of different crap that affects us in life that might just happen to do with bass fishing. But I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy days, busy weeks, whatever you're doing to listen to the podcast and to check it out. I've been super impressed. The last podcast got over 500 listens, which is freaking amazing. Um, share this thing with your buddies. If you think somebody will like this, check it out. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts. If you're anything like me, you're a podcast head. You listen to all kinds of different stuff. So share this with somebody you think will like it. But as always, you guys are sweet. Thank you for watching or listening or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out later.